We're Brooklyn at. We're Brooklyn at. We're Brooklyn at. <laughs> Corey, I love you so much. Yes. Hello from Brooklyn. Hello from Brooklyn. Essence has moved. Essence has moved. Please make note of the address change. <laughs> like yes. it says in my Go signature. on our website. If you get an email from me, it's there. We are in BK. We are in BK, but it's real and it's cool and it's cute. I actually, real talk, uh, we're going to do a little housekeeping right now, but I really like this new setup, though. I like the like the uh, the whitewashed walls, the... Um, the exposed it isn't brick but it's a little exposed brick a little mm-hmm. woodwork mm-hmm. It's I like feel a like loft. It's, I feel like it's refurbished yes it's from like lofty. Williamsburg or something yeah I like it I have to say give me a week or two okay I, I live in New Jersey y'all <laughs> that's a commute so my commute just got way longer and it was already long so I just need a little time just a little time. Yeah, but I mean, I'm happy that we're all here together, and now I have a reason to be in Brooklyn, because I have ne- never go to Brooklyn. <laughs> so, hey, Brooklyn. Hey, Brooklyn. <laughs> but we love the rest of you guys. Thank we you do. so much. I'm Corey Murray. I'm Charlie Penn. And missing is Yolanda Sanguini. Because Yolanda went to South Africa, y'all, for her brother's wedding. Which was so cute. Almost about to follow him so on Instagram. Lit. Oh, my God. <laughs> they they had like a four-day wedding. Yeah. I was here for all of those parties. It was beautiful. It was everything. And she's still there. Yes. Corey, who's on the show this week? Sonequa Martin-Green, who you told me about because she was on The Walking Dead. Yes. And I refused Sasha. to watch anything gory. But go ahead. <laughs> and she was iconic on The Walking Dead. And she now stars on Star Trek. Star Trek Discovery, which is available on CBS All Access. If y'all are not into it, get into it. Now, I loved Sasha on The Walking Dead. I love Sonequa in real life. Sonequa in Her real vibes. life is boss. Like I, She was so sweet. And fashionable and diva. I was like, um, I see you, coat. Y'all didn't get to see it, but you know we're going to post photos. Heck yeah. Sonequa had so much to say. Her husband's still in The Walking Dead. They're both in Hollywood. She talked about love, life, balance, her decision to leave The Walking Dead, her faith, just all of it. Her family. They have a beautiful son. All of it. And you're so. going to love her vibes and her energy. But as you know, um, fans of Yes Girl Podcast, you can continue to talk to us using the hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. And we had a wonderful time talking with Tyler Perry. Wasn't that a good interview? That was a great interview. I really enjoyed playing it back, too. Yeah. He gave us some some. He really did. And the fact he was cussing, too. I know. I was like, is this ever happened? Like, what? I really thought he was a Christian man. I know he kind of gets a little, you know, Medea and, you know, all those guys he plays are a little bit on the line. But but this was, yeah. No, this was Tyler motherfucking Perry. And I took real notes on generational wealth. Yeah. And that's real. And like sticking to a dream. Yes. Thank you, Tyler. Yes. So what happened on Twitter, Corey? So Gray's Rock My World, she wrote, I know I'm three weeks late, but I just listened to the Yes Girl podcast with Kim Whitley. Talk about <laughs> crying, laughing. I had to find a napkin to wipe my eyes. Thanks for the laughs. That was everything I needed to get through traffic today. Girl, we were right there with you. And I told Yolanda this afterwards. She started coming from Kim, Kim Whitley first. That, to this day, I think that may be like, that's going to be my favorite episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was good and long. We have some love from Sydney at D-U-A-D-U-P-A. She says, ladies, I work a boring nine-to-five job. To feed my soul, I take a three- to four-week vacation once a year. I also solo travel to different countries. Here's me in Thailand playing with elephants. Yes, girl podcast, female solo travel. Okay, okay, I got a good one. You got a good one? Okay, yes. go. This one is from Moo Moo Maven mm-hmm. at Mother with an A, Board Press. Roxanne Shante ain't lying about pine tar. My hairdresser is from Queens and she swears by pine tar. Now, I have to say, and she put up a picture of the pine tar. What with is the pink pine cap. tar? I'm scared of it. It is. It keeps your edges together. 
Like, is it the kind that's like brown that so turns like a clear brown? I don't. I haven't personally tried it, but everybody's talking about this pine tar. So okay. And now that my edges are back, <laughs> y'all, they are so back. Crochet braids changed everything. One year anniversary this month. Don't make me post photos. I had mohawk edges, like where it was so broken that mm-hmm. it looked like a frohawk in the front. Okay. And now. They are thriving. I know y'all see me on the gram. I'm sorry, Corey. I had to do that brief intermission because I'm so excited. Wait, because I'm still trying to visualize the mohawk edges. Like they were so I know, I broken. Get it, yeah. Like three yeah. inches back of like damage from wigs and weaves yeah. and like things rubbing and those hair caps and like not getting air and water and oxygen and all mm-hmm. those things it needs. I'm telling you, I just got my hair redone on Friday, y'all. And I was in the mirror like, wait. Like, I hadn't really stopped to, like, take it in. Okay. The edges are back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So now back. I can use some pine tar. <laughs> okay, it's time for Tea for the Week. Yes. Tea for the Week. Mm, tea, tea for, for the, the Week. week. Hey. Mm. Tea. Tea. Hey. We need Yolanda's Harmony. We have a two-part of three harmony. Work with us, y'all. We need Yolanda's. Hey. Her ad-libs. See? I can't do it like Especially after now that she's been performing. Yes. But anyway, what, right. what happened this week? Well, speaking of anniversaries, let's get into tea for the week because a couple of people have some great anniversaries, right? Yes. So Beyonce and Jay-Z and Candy Burris and Todd Tucker are anniversary twins. They what? Four, four. Wow. B and J. These bay people. I know. B and J love four. I so, wrote, I, I was going to write B, but then I just went ahead and wrote Beyonce on our notes because mm-hmm. I was like, so I can just say Beyonce. I call her Bay because she's my Bay, But anyway, you know, yeah. we love her. But they had, so Beyonce and Jay-Z celebrate 10 years. Wow, I can't believe it. I didn't realize it had been 10. Yeah. I was on Twitter last night, though, and folks were saying, like, since it's their anniversary, they're probably going to be an album. So I went to Tidal to make sure, A, that my payments were updated, my credit card. And then second, that my alerts were on. But nothing. I got nothing. I have used so many email addresses for Tidal that I (laughs) everything that's dropped, I have started a new email account for that free trial. It's over for me. Yahoo, Well, for me, I mean, for what I do, I mean, you know, some of it is expensive, but some of it, they're like, come on, girl. Mm -hmm. You can't have Spotify, iTunes, Pandora. It's premium for everything. No. But Tidal, I pay for my own money. So, hey, Rock Nation. Okay, that's how I feel about Spotify. So, and anyway, oh, and Candy and Todd, too, celebrated four years. Wow. So these, you know, people are getting through it. They're I getting through it. it. Yeah. When is is it still the seven year? Is that still the benchmark of like if you're going to make it? You know, people say that. But I'm like currently in year seven. Okay. So I'm going to please hold. <laughs> I, we're we're good. Okay. But I'm, I don't know. I'll get back to you. Please October do. October 17th. Okay. But I do hear that a lot. And that's why I, when I heard Beyonce and Jay-Z have been through 10 years and I think about 444, True. Lemonade, yes. and kind of like the reveal, I feel like something happened in 7. True. And they've been, you know, they've dealing with it. it and sharing and working through it. Okay, so I'm going to go over this quickly because I didn't care, but the world did. The Roseanne remake came out and it like got like 80, 80 million, I don't know, some astronomical It was some crazy. But I'm not here for her because she's a Trump supporter. So, yeah. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> I was not here for it, but I was talking to a good friend of mine. We were at, at uh, dinner in L.A. and she was bringing it up. And I think I do want to watch it 
because she said it's so smartly done, but she is very anti-Trump. But she was like, you do get a real sense of why peop- why he was voted into office. Watching and I'm show. also curious. I think Wanda Sykes plays a, she's like a, she's like a writer on the show. Really? Yeah. And so I kind of want to, and I, you know, I know how Wanda Sykes thinks. So I'm kind of curious to see what is going to be her input. So I think I'm going to try to go out on demand and watch it. But one thing I'm not here for, I'm not here for these reboots. Corey, especially because they're random. There's a random black kid on this Roseanne remake. I heard this. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I saw saw the picture. And people are like, she's token. Yeah. But apparently, uh, Jeff Yang, he's a journalist and co-host of the podcast. They call us Bruce. And he apparently wrote a piece. I'm reading about this on NPR. It's a takeaway how he said that basically these reboots are just nothing but a rebooting of whitewashing. Mm, and this nostalgia TV is really just a celebration of that. It doesn't really give a nod to the diversity. So I just think, you know, if a show was great, just let it be great and like live. Like, I'm not here for Will and Grace. No. I don't care. They're just the all Fuller really House white. or whatever it is. Like, I. Although Fuller House, everyone was saying at least. I know. And everybody more. was saying One Day at a Time is really good. I don't can know. We, come on, Living Single. Girlfriends. Yeah. Can we do our list? But honestly, I don't even want to. I mean, I don't even want to see that stuff. Really? I want to I want to see them in new things. I kind of want a new Living Single, though. Even if it's not the same cast, mm-hmm. the exact same premise with different characters. Because that's the other thing that they could do. When I think of like a remake, mm-hmm. like just have four new roommates, mm-hmm. you know, with the same kind of jobs and MOs, but give new women a chance. I don't know. I just never. No? no, I just like my. I like my insecures. I like my shy. I like blackish. I like. I love grownish. But what about the nostalgia, Corey? No, I'm good. It was there. It was done. Oh my god! Really? No, I, and I, I and I'll appreciate an old you. show. I I appreciate an old movie. I will do that. I True. will watch that. But as far as like like rebooting it to bring on TV, I just think there's so much new new content out there. Another show I love and it's digital is American Coco. I think that show is hilarious on ABC Go. Oh, I haven't watched it. Yeah, and Amanda Seals has a, a, a sh- her show. Like, there's so much. Well, you know things. I love new TV. No, no, no. But I just. But nostalgia. Well, okay, but then okay, this is not a black example. Mm-hmm. But Sex in the City, it, it was remade it was like on twenty last night. years I later. It. Yeah, and that movie was amazing. It was, and I compared still to you know like with the same women. Mm-hmm. So can we have that for black girls? Okay, here's what I'll do for Living Single. <laughs> I want them aged. Okay. okay, you know what I mean? Right. I want to see where they so are they're not 20 roommates. years they're later. They're neighbors. Yes. In the burbs. Or they meeting up. <laughs> it's like Girls Trip Part 5 or whatever okay. it is. You they know all what I mean? have brownstones in yes. Brooklyn. That's what I want. Same for girlfriends. That's okay. what I want. Okay. Just one little I'm with the TV progression. movie. The progression. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't need a whole new cast. I don't need a new Khadija. I don't need a new Maxine. Okay. Erica Alexander is Maxine, period. Okay. That's how I feel. Say no more. And it's been done. I said what I know. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> um, speaking of 90s, and then I'm going to stop, I swear, because y'all know my 90s heart is so full, always. They cast the 90s Black Panther. Like if Black Panther. Oh, had come I didn't out click on, on that 90s, in Twitter moments. Twitter, Black Twitter went in and made us proud, and they kind of cast it. I got to find it. So, of course, they were like, Angela Bassett would have still played. <laughs> she would have still mom. played the mom. Okay. Somebody said, T- uh, Tiana, I mean, not Tiana Taylor, um, Tatiana Ali would have been Shuri. True. <laughs> and that dude, who's the dude that was in every black movie in the 90s? Omar Epps? Um, Makai Pfeiffer? Too. Yes. They said Makai Pfeiffer would have been Baku. Or, or, Ooh, I or, see him or Michael J-, I- J. White. Ooh, okay. Well, you know, there. Was, I mean, guys, go back and Google. There was an excellent piece, I believe it was uh, Hollywood Reporter did, about um, Wesley Snipes. 
You know, he was tied. He had the rights well, for had, a little they bit. Said he would have been T'Challa. Yeah, yeah. For he sure. had the rights for it, but he, he said he just couldn't been. get it. Um, Someone said Michael J. White as Mbaku. I mean, they that really totally. Went I would have seen totally. Yeah, but I see Makai as Eric Killmonger. He could have been Killmonger. True. Mm-hmm. And they said James Earl Jones would have been Zuri. Totally, uh, for sure. I mean, this was so good. Don Lewis as Okoyo. Bokeem Woodbine would have been Killmonger. Remember Bokeem Woodbine? Ooh, this just gave me chills. Right? And then then Patti LaBelle as as T'Challa's mom, someone said. Will Smith could have been T'Challa. Jada Pinkett, they said, could have also been Shuri. Isaiah Washington as N'Jobu. Girl, they went Oh, wow. They really, yeah. Halle Berry as Nakia, I didn't see. No, but she was the '90s, though. That true, and in that time, that was that was the. You time know who could have been? Um, I could totally see Tara Farrell. She was Morris Chestnut's mother. Uh, she was Ricky's mother in Boys in the Hood, which was an iconic role. Ricky, she, yeah, I totally could have seen her in Black Panther back in the day. And wait for it, they said Jamie Foxx would have also could have played Killmonger because he ruled the movies Ooh, in the mid 2000s. Yeah, he did. That. I could see. I got another chill for that. Also, remember Teresa Randall? Those nostrils. She Jamie was in uh, Girl Six. Teresa yes. Randall. So I could have seen her doing something. Like she could have been Nakia. So y'all, who would be in your '90s Black Panther? Yeah. I mean, we could go on for we days. can go on. I really wish I could credit the person who started this because it was brilliant. Let me see. Let me see. I think it was D Black Panther mm-hmm. at five fifths on Twitter. Yes, 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 and thank you. Oh, with the help of Ava Hoodbernay. <laughs> Ebony, B. I love that. I love that. Thank y'all because we needed it. And I mean, I'm I'm still thinking about it. Nineties black man. And can I have a little moment for my mama right now? So <laughs> my mama just saw Wakanda. Her text just came in at three thirty four. Oh my gosh! And she just sent me the sticker that says Wakanda forever. Oh. <laughs> Your mom is not the latest. She, I have a good friend who still wants me to go with her, and I'm gonna okay. go. No, go. Yeah, I, I Wakanda I, forever. I hope. Hey, Marvel, just want to <laughs> let you know if you send out a blast that says this is the last week, Black Panther's gonna be in theaters. If you haven't seen it, go see it again. I wouldn't be mad at it. That's actually a really good I idea because be you know, for all the people who are still waiting, which I don't know who they are and where they are, my but for those would. people, oh, sorry, Mama, okay. Mama Murray, Mama Murray, but. They need a warning because they're yeah. going to finally get to the theater, order yes. their popcorn, show up and be like, what do you mean it's Because my mother today, she called me. She's like, I don't even know if it's still playing. Oh, I was like, no, playing. I still playing. It's still playing. And still breaking records, Corey. Breaking records. It beat Frozen. Yep. What and, else did it beat? Um, Jurassic World. Either Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. Which is. I should know this and I don't. So yeah. is it about to be the greatest movie of all time It yet? is the greatest movie of all time. There, I mean, is there, there a record is, left a to beat? It's yes. Avatar's smashed. I don't even care. Frozen smashed. I don't care. It is the greatest it movie. It is the of greatest all time. movie all time. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. But forever. There was some sadness in our real motherland yes. in Africa. Real life. Real life. Um, Winnie Mandela. I'm not even going to butcher her full uh, birth name. Mama Winnie. Bom- Mama Winnie um, passed on. And that was some sad news. I didn't realize she had been sick. I didn't either. Long. But can I shout out Naomi Harris for playing her? Yes. Yes. Against. It just Elba. And it was incredible. It was incredible because I really got to, I, for me, I often just sort of categorize Winnie Mandela as Nelson Mandela's wife. Mm-hmm. But when but to see her role um, on The Long Walk to Freedom 
really she killed uh, that. the nuances just the breath of what she's gone through and really she was just a fighter and Corey, you are so right because you know how sometimes when you think about someone iconic a legend someone a living legend or mm-hmm. past mm-hmm. and you think about like you hear about them past you think about their life if you remember the scene from the movie yeah. first and that's what you're thinking about then that was that role like if I think about Ray Charles I think about Jamie Foxx as Ray Charles mm-hmm. when I thought about Winnie Mandela I mm-hmm. thought about Naomi Harris Harris as Winnie so she killed that yeah and the world is mourning uh, the loss of a true fighter I know and Yolanda actually while there she's in South Africa for you know celebrate her brother's wedding I I'm I'm really can't wait to talk to her hopefully next week we'll be able to chat with her about what it was like to be there when that happened because I can only imagine it's, she stayed to uh, make sure she could, you know, what the cu- to be there in that space and to feel that spirit. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to really go in next week about it. She said they're celebrating her life and, you know, you can just feel it across the country. She, you know, she was in solitary confinement, for, what, 15 months? Mm-hmm. Something crazy. She was banned, banished, beaten. Like, it's just she, that woman went through hell. She went through hell. And she remained poised and strong and mm-hmm. fought till the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Mama Winnie, God rest in peace. Rest in peace. Up next, we're going to go back to California for a little bit because we on our LA tour, we were able to talk with the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful spirit that is Sonequa Martin Green. Take oh. a listen. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm going to let Corey do her. No, but Charlie, intro. I. Charlie, you need to do this one because Charlie is the one. But I can't say motherfucking like you do, Corey. You can say motherfucking like you. I say it. <laughs> In the house, we have Sonequa motherfucking Martin Green. Hey! Who I will forever love as Sasha on The Walking Thank Dead. Thank you. I can't. will never let it go. Thank you are you. everything on that show. Uh, Welcome. You've done so, you so many much. other things and we'll get into it. Yeah. But for me... That was, I was just literally telling them I still haven't recovered from your death on the show. No, I'm serious. You went out like a boss. Thank but, you. Which we will talk about. Yes. But, you know, if you're a Walking Dead fan, I mean, you, we're going to go, Corey's going to go down your receipts, mm-hmm. but welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And Thank we, you guys for having me. Y'all are all beautiful. Yay. Oh, no, you are beautiful. First, I got to get into this hair. I know oh. you talk about your hair. Oh. Hair crush. She came in here Thank looking you. all iconic, fresh and clean and <laughs> What is Smelling that like good. Uh, coming to America. He's like, I just use fruits and berries. I know. It does look <laughs> like, <laughs> like fruits and berries. Yeah, it's looking very fruits and berries. But there are, you know, Instagram accounts devoted to your hair. Like, this is a real, I know you've seen them. Oh like, this goodness. is a whole, this hair crush is worldwide. Oh, that's, that is, is this news to you? This is the news. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome to me and, and, and crazy to me and, and encouraging and, and, and all of that because I made a very distinct decision to to be natural well i was natural already when i when i sort of came into the business but mm-hmm. i made a decision to to showcase that natural and to be authentic with that and then it sort of swept up and became something and i really you know obviously we're sort of like still in the natural hair movement um it wasn't a movement when i went natural <laughs> but hey it is now and so i um i appreciate how much love all of us who've decided to be authentic, you know, get, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I appreciate that because it certainly, you know, didn't used to be that way. And right. so, um, yeah, so it, it means a lot to be able to, you know, be like, yeah, here's here's my natural hair or whatever. And then cutting it was a was a big deal, too. It was really. And you recently did. Yeah. That. I was gonna say, what what was it about a month ago? I had been wanting to cut my hair for a while, but it, it was just the perfect time. 
shifting over. I felt the most, I, I felt the biggest shift I've ever felt in my life from 2017 to 2018. Mm-hmm. It really felt like a new life and uh, was, was, you know, uh, coming to fruition. And so it, to me, it symbolized cutting off old life mm-hmm. and old mistakes and old ways of thinking and old negative beliefs and all of that. And I was just sort of like, get, get off of me. Wait, was me. it like that scene in Wait to Exhale when, when Bernadine gets her hair cut and, <laughs> and the hairstylist said, it all off. no, no, Bernie, no. Yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't. And praise the Lord, I didn't, you know, I wasn't mad about, you know, my husband uh, cheating on me or anything like that. Thank God I have an awesome, faithful husband. But um, did but, your hairdresser want to even do it? Like, no, she was, did. Yeah, Felicia Leatherwood. Um, oh, her and I, I love yeah, Felicia. Don't we love her? Oh, yeah. And her and I good. rock together a lot and yeah. have for a really long time. And so, you know, her and I have been talking about it. And, you know, I have been talking about it to pretty much anybody because um, I was really excited about it. And so she was just down. She yeah. was down for it. Okay. And, you know, it was a, she gave me an awesome cut. So it felt so good, too. It felt so good. It, it's just it's like I, Coco Chanel. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, talk about that quote she had where, you know, a woman who changes a woman who cuts her hair is about to change her life. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't said, know that. Quote. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I was like, yes, Coco. Nice. Well, a big change for you is the lead of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. You are the motherfucking lead. <laughs> no. oh, Number one on the call sheet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This is a moment for you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it. And is your your I'll be I'll be completely yeah. honest. I no, am not no. a Trekkie. That is all good. Mm. Yeah. But Were I you know, a Trekkie? But I recognize badassery when Thank okay. you. <laughs> when I see it. Hey. Okay. Okay. I actually wasn't a Trekkie. Okay. When I I wasn't either. Um, my parents used to watch it from time to time, you know. So I talk a lot about how maybe it came into my mind and my heart osmotically because I would just sort of see it on the television as I was running back and forth. Oh, there's Star Trek, right? <laughs> but I never sat down and watched it. So when I when I got when I when I when I got the job, I said, Oh, well, I got to dive in head first, and I wanted to see everything that there is to see. I said, I'm going to watch every single episode of every single series and every single movie. I didn't get very far, you guys. (laughs) I didn't get very far at all. Um, I got as far as I could, and then I had to start working on Michael Burnham, the current story that I had to tell. Um, But I tell you, Jesus is good because... Amen. Right? Because I didn't... (laughs) I just did not think that this would be the next step after Walking Dead, you know? Mm -hmm. I I know he has a plan, and and I'm very, you know, on board with with his plan, you know, um, because I think it's divine and much better than anything I could plan, but I was I was very hopeful when Walking Dead was wrapping up. Um, I had so much peace. I was excited for the next step. And then Star Trek came and I was moved by the fact that they wanted to do it on a digital streaming platform. But more than that, that they wanted a black woman to lead it. You know, they were quite adamant about that. And I thought that maybe they were. But through the casting process, it might change because mm-hmm. I've seen that happen before. But they stuck to it, and it took them a really, really long time. It took them almost a year to find, um, I guess, me. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, it took them a long time to find the lead, and I was like, but that's me, so okay. (laughs) All right. Um, But but anyway, so it was was amazing um, knowing um, once once it worked out, because it all timed out. It was all very divine how it timed out because I first wasn't going to be available I was shooting my last few episodes of Walking Dead 
and giving my all for that because that was such a tremendous experience and you know i say this all the time they gave me nothing short of poetry for those last poetry i mean i can we just like i mean right explain to us how you died and she said yeah charlie i was like in the when when, you know when the episode opens you see her and you okay and i don't know if anyone told you i was like Mm -hmm. is she having an orgasm she crying like i didn't know what it was so intense yeah something intense was happening and it was kind of like an easter egg and they let you know that something was going on and then there were all these flashbacks and you're just like what is about to happen and you know but then right she basically took one she took the l for the team i did in an incredible way and Thank she you. also went out listening to her favorite song yeah donny hathaway donny hathaway which i know the sales for that song yeah. went right oh. back uh which someday song, which we'll all be free yes yeah. well see and she was listening the to it song in ever. a casket yeah. okay right Just, and she died alone but at peace yeah, thinking about everybody that she on loved. Her own terms, it sounds like absolutely. Well, on it her was such terms. a gorgeous. It was such a Poetic. gorgeous arc because I came onto the show as Sasha, mm-hmm. very closed off, mm-hmm. very pragmatic, very rough and tough, and with this with this really thick barrier. Yes, um, between me and anyone else, and I wasn't I wasn't open for connection right. really. And then I just sort of systematically got broken down in the best way by, you know, by these people in my circle and by love and romance, by Bob and and by, you know, my my brother and then with Abraham. And and so I I eventually realized I made that 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 uh, that trick (laughs) (laughs) from uh, from from darkness to light uh, Mm -hmm. as Sasha, because Sasha got all the way down to to wanting to to die and wanting to to kill herself and then realized you know how just just found a way to rise and found a way to live and realized what true strength is which is connectivity mm-hmm. and it is sacrificing for others it's it's knowing that you have you have the strength and the courage to actually connect even if you lose them mm-hmm. because that that's not what I had. I wasn't really you know strong before. So anyway, I just thought it was the perfect ending to that arc because Absolutely. that's where it ended was that full-on sacrifice. And it wasn't just to save the people that I love. It was to save the world because I thought I was going to kill Negan. Right. Well, and she, her death basically gave everybody else a chance yeah. to live. Yeah. Which was I, why it was, it was so powerful. It was such a strategic plan. Yes. I love how strategic Sasha was because it was, you know, I knew he would be the one to open the casket uh-huh. because he's a showman. Yeah. And so I thought I'm going to get him when yeah. I come out and then it's going to be over. And, and you came you out know. there fierce. But you yeah. know, are you still watching? Because Negan on the show is still, are you I, still? Yes. I, still I am villain. still watching. Well, because my husband's still on the show. Oh, yes. yeah. And so we still, you know, yeah, of we still watch. Still watching. Yeah. We're, we're behind. We haven't seen the midseason premiere yet. Um, so we still have to watch that. It's recorded and everything on our DVR, but we, uh, but no we spoilers, haven't. No. Yeah, but we. <laughs> what did you say? I said we won't do spoilers then. Right. <laughs> we right, met before the show, though. We you did. and your husband. Yeah, 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 oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. How did before. he end up on Walking Dead? So he actually. A lot of people think that I sort of brought him on, yeah. but but I didn't. You know, of course he was. He knew everyone on the show and knew the producers and the showrunner and knew you know all the cast and crew and and whatnot because you know I was on that show for five years, right. but. He auditioned five different times to be on the show. And the character that he finally got, Scott, um, is actually in the comic. And he looks exactly like like Scott in the comic. Scott in the comic is this tall, you know, black man with with a bald head and a goatee. Like, 
so it, it just finally worked where it was the perfect role for him. And so I would joke all the time, like, oh, well, dang, well, you in the, I ain't even in the comic. <laughs> <laughs> dang, you in the comic. Okay. Okay. You know, so it's so, meant to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's perfect. So now at this point, he's been on the show for, um, for several seasons. Nice. Um, and so since he's still on, yeah. And I mean, I think we would still watch anyway. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, certainly absolutely. would. But since, you know, it's, it's a bonus that he's still nice. on. So sweet. So, I love yeah. how like, it's tall good. chocolate, um, you know, yeah. goatee. You know what I'm saying? You know. That's just my husband. You know. You know. You know. just fine or whatever. And you guys got whatever. married in 2010. <laughs> we did. So did I. So when I saw that, I was like, ah! Like seven years. Seven Congratulations. years. I'm October, right? Yeah. You're December. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. That's a special yeah. year. I it's like a special say. year. Year of completion. Yeah. Yay. I yeah. didn't even realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Rings kind of look alike. Oh, oh do they? Oh, they do. <laughs> See? I love the number seven. Yes. It's it's uh, God's number of completion. Love it. Yeah. You just taught me something. I did not know that. Yeah. But I'm going to cherish that. Because, yes. I mean, I, we literally have the tattoo for the date. So do with you? the sevens. Yeah, 10, 17, 10, so. Oh. Okay, completion. I like it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm yeah. curious about your Star Trek um, character. Her name is Michael. Michael Burr. Burr. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. What was the, the so we do we're we're just we're 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 chugging away and and really diving into so many themes on our show, and you know, I I I say all the time, you know how how passionate we all are about it, how much we believe in it, you know what a what an enduring legacy Star Trek is mm-hmm. um, because of, I believe, because of what it represents mm-hmm. and because it represents this utopia of diversity and equality and universality. And and so one of the many themes um, is is the fact that my name is Michael Burnham and, and I appreciate that they had the boldness to do this because um, the original creators of the show, uh, Brian Fuller and Alex Kurtzman, um, you know, they decided to sort of uh, pay homage to uh, one of Brian Fuller's stylistic choices that he typically does, which is give his female characters male names. So they decided to move forward with that. Um, there was uh, even talk, um, our current show uh, showrunners, Aaron and Gretchen, Aaron Harbertson, Gretchen Berg, they talk about how there was even talk of the Archangel Michael when referencing um, the character and influencing the character and everything. But then when I grabbed a hold of it, I created that I was named after my biological father. And so we sort of all decided like, yeah, 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 that's going to be done. That's what, that's what we're going with. And what I love about it is that it's this tiny little political statement, you know, or, or a sociopolitical statement, however you want to look at it about, you know, sort of gender roles Mm -hmm. being a little more open and a little less, um, you know, sort of confined or black and white where in the future, you know, a girl can be named after her father mm-hmm. or perhaps even a son named after his mother. Mm-hmm. Guilty. Wow. Charlie. See. <laughs> and I, and Daughter I, of Charles. See. <laughs> and In it's like, well, yeah, it's like, yeah. why does it have to be, you know, and it's very, uh-huh. and it's very slight, but it can, you know, it's, it's very quiet and slight, mm-hmm. but it can be a, kind of a powerful, you know, um, example mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome that you're Literally. exactly what I'm talking uh-huh. about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Michael Burnham's biological father is, is Michael Burnham. Nice. Yeah. Now I have to ask. Last year, um, I went to Comic Con for the first time. (laughs) We were there, and I am going to um, flex for a minute. We were shooting Black Panther. Hey, Wakanda. Flex Wakanda forever. But (laughs) being there, I realized like the fangirls and cosplay Mm -hmm. is so real and intense. What is that like being for you? Because now you. 
to the point you went from The Walking Dead now right. to Star Trek. I mean, do you cosplay? What is the Yeah. I mean, I've I've like? never I've never cosplayed, but I tell you what, I've had such oh, I've had such a blessed journey with that space with the convention space, because I've been doing conventions for, for many years um, with Walking Dead. And when I was about to leave the show, I, I almost had a moment, a very bittersweet moment, where I said to myself, well, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to take part in this arena, um, but what a good ride it was. Mm-hmm. And then Star Trek came, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm right back. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> um, but I I remember the very first time I saw someone dressed up as Sasha. And I was like, what? Black or white? Um, oh my goodness. The very first person I saw, I think was black. Okay. Um, and this was, at this point now, this was a few years ago, but I was so, because I had seen cosplayers for so many people. I had never seen one for Sasha. And then, so the first time I saw it, I was, I was floored and, I, you know, it almost like brings you to tears because this person decided to, you know, they they loved your character enough, they support your work enough to take the time because they put so much time and effort, commitment, and, and they yeah, and they put yeah. their gifts into it too, and yeah. you know, I always find them to be so gifted, and 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 I'm looking at what they've done and what they've created, and I and I talk to them about how they made what what the creative process was like. And they're like, oh yeah, I just painted this, and like, oh yeah, I they just, make you know. those costumes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, that's not normal. Like that you're just able to do that, you know. So it it really it really floored me and and touched me in a, in in the deepest way. And so then now, you know, anytime I see it, anytime, I mean, it's such a it's 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 so warm and it's so um it's so uplifting and it's. It's just such an exchange of love, you know, when you when you get to see that and know that they took part in the experience with you. You know, it's like they're you know, they're they're sort of like sharing in it with you. Um, So it's really it's really beautiful. And Comic-Con, of course, San Diego Comic-Con is is obviously the biggest con um, here in the States. I didn't realize how big the cons were in um, in Italy, in Luca, and really? in Brazil. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're actually bigger than San Diego Comic-Con. Wow, oh, I was um, on a Will Smith's IG feed like we all mm-hmm. are. Okay. And I was shocked that he was there promoting... Um, Bright, bright, oh, yeah. In Brazil, I was like, why did they pick Brazil? But then he like panned out. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a moment. Yeah, we did the the Netflix press tour in Europe back in November, and we went to Luca, mm-hmm. uh, for the I believe it's Luca. What is it? Luca Comics and Games. Forgive me if I said that wrong, but it's it's gigantic. It's a monstrosity. It's it's huge, and I had no idea that. That that, that 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 convention was that large. I didn't either. Um, but yeah, on the global stage, there's there are a couple that are even bigger than San Diego Comic Con, which is crazy. I want to shift a bit to your southern roots. Yes, Alabama. Alabama. Yes. What is that like being in this space right now? <sighs> and congrats to your state for what it did. Oh, th- right. Last November. Can I just say thank you, <laughs> Alabama, for doing the right <laughs> thing? Um. Yo, I have so many thoughts and feelings about, you know, being raised in Alabama and being from Alabama. First of all, I'm I'm proud to to be from Alabama. I, I really am. Um, and you know, roll tie. I went to the University of Alabama. That's where I got my theater degree from. Um, 
but I I remember when I was just deciding to be an actor pretty late in the game, I guess. I was uh, close to graduating high school and I just, you know, came home and I was like, that's late in the game. I was just thinking, I'm like, high school? I thought you were going to say, like, late 20s. I was like, wait, oh, I see. You're right. You're right. You're right. was an overachiever. I'm so late. It was like, I was Because I feel like so many people are like, oh, yeah, I started when I was three. And I'm like, oh, I see. Oh, I get it. I didn't. Child's not. I'm like, girl, you did that. So funny. But yeah, I was going to be a psychologist. And then I just, anyway, it just, it hit me one day. I had random auditioned to be in this play and I got the lead for it and it hit me from heaven like in rehearsal one day and I ran home you know when I got off the bus or I know I drove because I was driving at that time and I was just like I'm gonna be an actor and you know my mama was like oh okay okay uh okay okay uh you know just doing her best to be supportive what was her career well she was a seamstress yeah um and and so anyway it's so interesting because back then it was just so unheard of you know to to do something like that especially because you know my whole family saw me as this sort of sort of like bookworm Mm because I I was salutatorian of my high school class and I even heard things like you know you're wasting your smarts Mm -hmm. on that and you know things like that um and of course you know they were just dealing with the unfamiliar you know what I mean they were they were they were coming from from love but just a little fearful of what was unknown to them but yeah, I, I remember saying like, yes, I'm going to do it. There, there's no other option for me. This is obviously what I'm meant to do. And I've never really felt like this is where I really belonged. Mm-hmm. I always felt that. And so, yes, I'm going to move to New York. Yeah, <laughs> I'm moving to New York and it's going to be great. Um, and then, you know, just so just to see how how it all started there. And, you know, I, I left as soon as I graduated college. Two months later, I was I was in New York. Um, with my sister and one of my best friends from college. And um, and then, yeah, just to see that that's where it began is just tremendous to me. It's profound, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just can't plan out what your path is going to be. Um, not completely. You can try, but you're not. You know what I mean? You're not. There's going to be so many things that are unexpected that come your way. And and it's such a circuitous path, like, the, to where I've gotten now. It's... um. It's crazy to see. And I had the culture shock of New York, you know, where... Was that your first time there? No, I had actually gone there in March. Uh, So just a few... Because I graduated in June of Mm -hmm. 2007. So in March, I had gone to New York to do a showcase, which is typical of a theater school where you'll have a showcase at the end, Uh um, where you basically audition for industry professionals. And so my school, University of Alabama, had set up one in New York City and had done it for many years. And so I I went um, at the behest of my mentor at the time because I wanted to move to L.A. because I was like, I want to do movies. <laughs> he was like, you need to go to New York. And, <laughs> and, and he was so right. And so I listened to him and I still thank him for that. But I I remember being so moved sitting on the train that first time because it was a little too much for me that very first trip i was like oh i don't like this this is too much it's loud it's yeah hot. It's loud people yeah, are mean like this is how i am dirty oh yeah i was Girl. like oh <laughs> but i remember sitting on the train and noticing the rainbow of colors mm-hmm. and noticing that no one was staring at me because i was black mm-hmm. and no one cared that i was black 
And I came from a place where people care that you are black and you can feel it in the air that they're like, still. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Wow. And. Wow. Oh, shh. Okay. So, yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I tried to change it into something. But anyway. Um, but no, I, I saw that nobody cared. And, and that really oh, impacted wow. me. Wow. And I said, oh, my goodness. First of all, everyone's of color. Mm -hmm. And everyone's just sitting here together, um, living their own lives. And no one cares. And I was like, oh, this is beautiful. You know, this is home. That's one thing I do love about living in the city and being open in it. Because I'm from Maryland. And one thing I took from it was you could be looking at a black person, but they're not American black. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I never forget seeing I was with my mom. And we we were looking at somebody. And then he just started speaking Spanish. And mm-hmm. we were both like, what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. being open to just West Indian culture, Absolutely. African culture. Like now when I see black people, I'm like, well, where are you from? Mm-hmm. I'm very specific about. Yeah. Because up until that trying. morning, it was either in my world, you were either black, white, or you were mixed, or you were uh, Mexican. Mexican. Mm-hmm. Me too. And, and and you didn't even get an opportunity to explore me on that. No. And then for me, it was the reverse. Because growing up in Jersey my whole life and then uh. going to college in Atlanta <gasps> and venturing outside of Atlanta Metro for the first time, that's the first time I realized I, people were noticing my blackness yeah. in the room as part of, like, it was something. Yeah. And I remember calling my dad up and being like, oh, my God. You know, so on the reverse, like to grow up with that and wow. to, it to not be a thing. And then that's when I got the lecture about, you know, don't just go anywhere after dark. Wow. Do anything. Yeah. You can be a little loud. Like, don't, you know, and it was interesting. So when you say like that's still very real today, I can only imagine because that was the first time I ever felt it. Just And it wasn't Atlanta, obviously. Yeah, it no. was like, you know, about 30 miles out. Further outside. and further away from the industrial mm-hmm. cities. Uh-huh. Pulled over to get a little gas. And I was like, yep. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> you feel it. I had the same experience. <laughs> you yeah. feel it. He grew up in Southern California. He was born Ooh. in Detroit, grew up in Southern California. And then the first time he came to Alabama, he was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I see what you've been saying. You this feel whole it in time. the air. You feel it in the air. Yeah. Like you can, like, ooh, just it's you. thick. It's yes. Thick. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the name Soniqua. <gasps> Soniqua. Well, the story, <laughs> my mom might be like, why did you tell this? <laughs> oh man, but they she didn't have a, a name for me just yet when I when I was born and um and so my cousin, my cousin uh Phyllis had two friends and she, you know she was she was sitting by my mom's uh bedside after I had been I after I'd been born and she goes, "Well, I've got this this you know, I know what about this name? What about then and mama said she was just like, "No, no, 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 no." And she goes, "Well, I have these two friends named Sneeko and Shantae." And mom was like, "That'll work." Soniqua. I love so it. special. I love it. And I Soniqua. appreciate it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I, you know, there were, I went through a hot second uh, when I was in college where I wanted to change it. And and I'm so glad that I didn't. And um yeah, I it doesn't mean anything, but I like to say that it means vibrant. 
And ladies I'm and gentlemen, so she's got I her will. hands on her hip. Yes. Uh-huh. She's so that I will always remember to try my best to be vibrant. <laughs> it's a bright name. <laughs> thank you. And I love that you have to say thank all you. three. Uh-huh. So yeah. Martin Green. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. that. Yeah, I, I decide my my yeah, my when I got married, I said I was really excited about the hyphen because I was just like it sort of puts it on blast that yeah. I'm married, I'm you know. Married <laughs> but I only did it on Facebook. I didn't. I just go. couldn't go through. I, it's a lot to change your name. Yeah. It sure is, and I did, and I went through it. Seven years license. later, I'm still. It's a lot. Yeah. It took me a long time to change my name. My goodness, thank goodness, my husband was supportive yeah. and did a lot of the. He did a lot of the work. Yeah, but yeah. What's next? I, you know. My my cast and crew and the producers and writers of, of Star Trek, you know, I just love them so much. And I'm so grateful that I was able to be with such an incredible group of people with Walking Dead straight to another group of incredible mm-hmm. people with Star Trek Discovery. That is not common. And and so I think for us, what's next is just continuing to pour into this story continuing to believe in what it stands for and continuing to see, I know at least for me, I want to see that change Mm -hmm. in my own life. The stories that we're telling on this show, I want to see them reflected in my own life. Mm -hmm. And so I say that to say, I hope that that's what's next. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to do everything. I want to do theater, film, television. I want to do comedy, drama. I want to do everything there is to do. Um, And I want, but I also want to be, um, I want to be that. I want to be that that change. I chase good stories and I want to see those themes reflected in my own life as well. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. It's a Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I love you, you guys. We love you for having me. <laughs> Thanks to our guest, Sonequa Martin Green. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Girl, such as our conversations with Black Panthers Letitia Wright, Yvonne Orji, and Gabrielle Union. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there, especially at Apple Podcasts. We really need you and we love your comments there. Come on, 500. We're going to get there. We're close. Thanks to Gold Standard Creative for our music. And Chiquita Pascal for our audio engineering. Yeah. See you next week. Bye.